come celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Jump in the VR simulators to ride Santa's jet-powered sleigh. Or fly over frozen landscape in the Great Glacier Race. Enjoy special deals and discounts at the museum store and cafe every Saturday in December from 3 to 5. And bring your out-of-town friends and family, too, because admission and parking are free. Celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum. A full list of holiday fun is at usarmymuseum.org. That's usarmymuseum.org. It's the Alexandra and Friends podcast, and we're covering the everyday issues of life, health, and wealth. And as always, we have a great panel of experts with us. Here is your host, Alexandra Fincher. You're listening to Alexandra and Friends 660, The Answer. This show is brought to you by Miller Title, Roberto Perez. Thank you for coming back and listening to our show. We kind of, you know, we go everywhere, so don't pay attention to us. Just listen. <laughs> <laughs> so, V, what, is, what, what do we have coming up here? Well, we have an amazing guest, and I've been laughing and just impressive about everything that she's been talking to us about. So, oh. thank you so much for being with us tonight. And can you please tell us your name and where you're from and what brought you here to Texas? Uh, I'm Anne-Marie Bristow, and I was born in Germany, but I married, and I came by marriage to Ennis, Texas, and then to Greenwood, Mississippi, and uh, Lawton, Oklahoma, and, Lawton, so, Oklahoma. and now I'm Dallas, Texas. Wow. Awesome. Welcome. Ooh, welcome. I love Germany. I love Germany, Oh, too. I was talking to yeah. my husband yesterday that we want to go to Germany to see the Christmas fairs. Those are amazing, 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 amazing. I want to go back badly this year. Let's see if they open the, the doors for us. Well, I go back at uh, September, uh, mushroom hunting. Oh, mushroom, never, hunting. mushroom hunting? Mushroom hunting. I'm a, my mother, we were poor, so we ate mushrooms. We went in the woods to get mushrooms, and we know all the mushrooms, and uh, I love them, and I hunt for them. Wow. And then what do you do? Cook them up? I cook them. Oh, yes. Well, you but, can bring them over back here? No, okay. no. But yeah, I know uh, that some of them are really bad for our health, right? You need to know. Well, we know which ones. We were yeah. taught well. I had a very good mother. Aren't there some other mushrooms that make you a little... <laughs> well, that's a different one. That's a, a, a different result. <laughs> I knew Courtney was going to ask something because I could see her eyes just thinking, you know, you can like tell. Mushrooms. Well, Ms. Bristow, thank you so much for being here today. The reason I really am excited to hear all about you is because I know your son very well. His name is Nick Bristow. He is the broker for United Real Estate. And he tells us so much about you and your stories about your volunteering and all the amazing, amazing things you do. So we're excited to be here because we're going to know a lot that you're going to tell us, especially about natural. Um, I think you um, you like to work with uh, nature and the and land, and land and all that good stuff. So welcome. Thank uh, you for being here. So tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, I used to work and now I'm retired and I volunteer. <laughs> and I volunteer eight hours a day, so uh, I volunteer all the time. So we were and, talking, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I want to go back to how you ended up becoming part of the North Texas Master Naturalist Organization. And we were talking about how sometimes we put things out in the universe and people are meant to be in your life for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you had started volunteering because of your friend. Uh, uh, Francis Gonzalez. Francis Gonzalez, yes. And uh, Tell us about that. She, uh, uh, the Texas Extension Service is up on Walnut, and it was hard, and she didn't like to drive in the nighttime. So she said, would you go with me? I'm um, 
to go there. And I said, I'll drive you. She conned you into driving. We went in inside and I looked around. I thought, you know what? I'd like to do that. I don't know anything about plants. I don't know anything about grasses. I know nothing about native plants. The bird. I know nothing about it. It was just that. a building that had all of these things it's in, in there. there. It's in the extension service. Mm-hmm. They had the pictures there about what the North Texas Master Naturalists are doing. They're involved in prairie restoration. Uh, they are in uh, ecology, the birds. The There's so many versions of fixing what, the mess we have made. And so just uh, what we've done to, to over-consuming, over cons- mm-hmm. I call it, not recycling. And, and you look around, you think, you know what? That's a way to... Feel, it makes me feel good. It actually mm-hmm. makes me feel good. That's by a volunteer. So when you volunteer, what are some of the projects that you do or things that you focus on? When I first started, I uh, used to volunteer at the John Bunker Sands Wetland in um, uh, uh, oh, Seagoville. Seagoville. Mm-hmm. And it is the largest man-made wetland in the un- United States. It's over 2,000 acres. Wow. And I was intrigued. It was, it's in a wonderful ranch, a uh, road. The, the John Bunker Sand was a son of the Hunt family. You know, the, that, mm-hmm. the family. The Hunt family, the Rossborough family. And it was just the right time. They needed, we had the zebra mussels. And so they could not get water into Lake, into Lake Lawan, get water out. So they had to get water, the clean a different way to do it. Are those the muscles that attach themselves to the bottom of the boat and wear away at the bottom where they, they make you spray it off every time? Yes. Oh, but, okay. But what they're doing is they're clogging all the pipes. Oh. Because uh, they attach in, to the in, metal in and stuff? Days, or the... the pipes are closed. Oh, wow. The water out. I mean, they're not, mm. they're not nice. But why, how did they get here? Are they just, they're just in all wetlands area? No, they, they only go, uh, they like to go into limestone. They live off the limestone. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so there's only one lake in Texas that pop, uh, that are probably not going to get any. They, they will be everywhere. So what part, do you do as part of the, the club, the organization to well, alleviate that? Oh, uh, I don't think you can. You keep it clean. It's just like you keep, you keep a tractor clean when you mow. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you? Sp- you, you just have to it? spray them out of the pipes and everything, or no? Uh, I don't even know how they clean that. I huh. really do not know how they clean the pipes. But they had to do something. They couldn't pump out of Lake Lavon, and so uh, so they got water from Tawakini and then John Bunker Sands filters. So I, th- I forgot how many thousands, a million gallons. A wow. Day. It flows to the wetland. I think it's just a few days. It goes filters all through, goes back in the, gets pumped uh, back up to the, into lake, uh, into the lake. Wow. It's pretty impressive. Awesome. I mean, it, sounds like uh, it, it has a big pump station and there is no chemical involved. It's what else, just, what else do you do? You, I understand you do hikes. They have hikes and the, you mean uh, at the park? Yeah. The, oh, at the park. Yes. The, well, you're you're uh, part of was, the groups. Yeah. Yeah. At the park, uh, I've, uh, I do the Kid Spring Butterfly Garden. Wow. And uh, that is, it's a small garden. It's right, uh, Kid Spring Rec Center. Mm-hmm. And we have every, we have the DC, uh, the concert coming this year again in June. The uh, and so we're doing sprinkling of the ladybugs for the kitties. Uh, the see the ladybugs and <laughs> and you can also 
when you want, if you want to keep kids really busy, make them count the, the dots spots. on the mm-hmm. ladybug. Oh, oh my oh, gosh. I need a ladybug. Oh my it keeps gosh. them all quiet. You don't like ladybugs? No, I need one oh, for Fred. Okay. So he uh, can they, cut. They, oh my God. There are some of them that are some certain amount of dots that are getting extinct. So that you could just tell them that. You just tell them, oh my God, if you find an eight one, eight dots, boy, they look and they're quiet and they look at the bugs and count. Keeps them wonderfully busy. So they have great educational programs also. Yes. So is that that one of the things that you participate with? Is that what you volunteer with? Uh, Actually, the North Texas Mass on National's mission is to teach. That's what we're supposed to do, teach. And the best ones, of course, are to teach our children because they are the future. You can't teach adults as well as children. They're set in their mind Mm -hmm. and they don't believe you or don't want to. But then that's not, some are flexible, more flexible. But I would say uh, if we don't teach the children, we won't, won't have a future. You're so correct about that. Yes. So what else do you volunteer with? I mean, what else do you do there? I do, uh, I do, uh, I mean, at, at 12 Hills Nature Center, I do prairie restoration. Uh, that is one of the finest places in town. It's five acres and it used to be a housing project that, uh, was uh, was made into a five-acre place that cannot be built on. And uh, we probably are the the most diverse little uh, center. In five acres, we have so many varieties of plants now. Mm-hmm. And they all come from rescue. Like when people uh, build a home, home areas, mm-hmm. like we had building in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. I went to the hearing and found out who was the builder, then called them and see if we could go in and to get the plants out mm-hmm. before they build. and Remove the plants to, and transplant them. Is that what you do? transplant because well, they're native plants like uh, Little Side Oats, which is the state grass of Texas. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, to get that, and it's within blocks of where we are. So we got, they told us, they said, you can dig until the, the they start rolling the tractors and the, and the diggers, they said, then you get out. And I said, we'll do that. And we got thousands and thousands of babies. So that. they go to this five acres and then can they be harvested to be planted elsewhere? Or how does uh, that work? Some are seed, we seed them, but uh, we have five acres is a big thing to put plants in. Right. Let me tell you, it. they don't just come up. They teach us, uh, uh, prairies teach you patience. That's a lot of it, patience, right? Patience. Mm-hmm. And it is something... Tea. You know, the American prayer is the Lord teach me to have patience and I want it right now. Mm-hmm. And this is <laughs> and and this is me. And so I had to learn that. So what happened with the freeze back in February? Did a lot of the, uh, the plants pass on? <laughs> it, it, it messed up the spring plants. Yeah. They didn't flower uh, in time. They are now they're supposed to flower now, but we already have prairie, uh, the, the, the June and July flowers. Mm-hmm. Seriously messed up the... Do you know what a vinca is? Yeah. Why does my vinca not have purple things shooting out of it yet? Well, a vinca is really not a Texas native, I hate to say it. Well, I just asked the lady to give me something that I can't kill, I don't need to watch and water, and I don't need to mess with. Well, and she told me a, a, and vinca. a vinca. And I, I can tell you this, uh, at the top of the hill, we uh, at the housing project, we're fighting the vincas because they, they kill a prairie. And we gladly, every Great. Sunday we have volunteers. Sorry, there. I brought this up. Goodness. Have, of course, have, I find we, the death plant. We have, 
<laughs> no, it's a great garden player. <laughs> that, that's two different things. Okay. It has a purpose in a garden. Uh, but we have happen to have vincas on top that we're glad when people come at the work days and get them out. You can have as many vincas <laughs> as you want. You know, it's funny when you said initially when we met and you said that you were part of the North Texas Master Naturalist my brain goes other places and I thought maybe it was like a, a group of people that were like natural, no clothes. <laughs> that too. <but> <laughs> That's initially what I thought. So this is interesting. So there's also my court. I know. Nature is. Oh, okay. So, oh, and not the one who don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> so for people that are wanting information on volunteering, is there a website? Yes. Tell me. The North Texas Master Naturalist website. Oh, that's easy. North Texas yeah. Master you can Naturalist. Get, uh, we have a school. Uh, right now, we have the, a class going on with a training class. There are, I think, two a year. Okay. And, uh, or the, maybe just one this year's. And uh, they're just about finished. Okay. And they're trying to, I think they have one down uh, at, at, at A&M. Well, not everything is remote. I don't, that's when I said, I think. Yeah, we can check out the website. We we'll post that to our have, Facebook have, page. We don't have, had me, everything is remote, the teaching. Mm. So we have an exciting day today. We've got, we're enjoying talking to uh, our guest, Miss uh, Anne-Marie Bristow. And she is amazing. And Courtney's having a good time to in- inquiring about all these plants she's buying, which they're dying. So I told her, just buy a cactus or a black one and you're going to be fine. What, what? I do have a ton of a cact- cactus. I have fake flowers all in the house and it sounds so corny. Sound like but my neighbor. They, they're not like the weird color ones. It looks fine. It looks fine. It looks nice because I kill everything. I can't help it. I just, uh, I, I don't would, have a green thumb. I would say uh, just buy, buy natives. Go by different kind of plants. What are some of the native plants in Texas? Uh, almost uh, salvias. I mean, is that the the sages, the the uh, sal- uh, salvia grega, the bushes? Uh, I have sixty-seven varieties of salvias at my house. Oh, really? Oh my, in my garden. My well, I just garden. pulled out all the Indian hawthorns that didn't make it. Well, they are not native either. Yeah, and, and the I holly, didn't... the dwarf holly bushes, those made it. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to need Mrs. Bristow to come over to your house and help you. Fatinas, that's another one that didn't do well. You see, I call that freeze uh, an adjustment. In mine, it was the same thing in my garden. Where you get really cocky and you put plants in that because it hasn't been cold for a while mm-hmm. and oh, it's almost native. You, I'm in your garden and a, and a prairie are different things. Mm-hmm. In my garden, I make I use pollinate. I have a pollinator garden. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I, I want the butterflies to lay their eggs on the on, on and have host plants that eat, the caterpillar have to eat something, so you a plant things that they eat. You put parsley or fennel, and all that for the all the swallowtails. Did you do all this before you got involved with the North Texas group? No. Oh, this is no. stuff that you all learned. Uh, I I I was just I I put vincas in and and whatever they had at <laughs> Home Depot or whatever that was the latest fad, mm-hmm. and then. It didn't live, and then it didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And usually it was too hot here. Uh, I tried cherry trees. I mean, I was homesick, and I wanted a cherry tree. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't make it. And what's right. a cherry tree? The cherry, you the know, cherry, the, the wonderful the, fr- the fruit, the fruit trees. Oh, the fruit tree. It cannot make it here. It's too hot. Yeah. And so you learn that you live somewhere where it's hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, my goodness. Well, no I, tried, I tried passion fruit, and I tried... Uh, Another fruit from Brazil is called jabuticaba, but 
it's too cold for that. So they are good for one year, but it was like, put the plant outside and bring inside and put mm -hmm. a blanket and put the light. And my husband was that like, no, nope. like too much work for me. No, it's just uh, what what I think the biggest lesson I learned is the water usage. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to explain to people, we grow grass. Do you eat the grass? No. They fertilize so they can mow it. And and what do you do with it? Nothing. Mm -hmm. So why do we not change our mind about that? Why don't we use native grasses that don't, don't need mowing? Why don't we put plants in that support the habitats? Because we destroyed it with our lawn. Our lawn has, is not a habitat. The, we, try, we kill every bug in it. We kill every ant in it, Every everything. Mm. So why don't we look at fixing the earth? Go Just go to your front yard. Because people are vain and they want nice, green, lush grass. We have wonderful plants mm -hmm. that take your breath away mm -hmm. if you use them. You sound so excited. I, I need to come over and look at your house because I'm a, I rather, you know. She's going to sell your house. I'm a mover. Just I'm a, a mover. mover. I'm one mover. of those people that so, have no move. Me yeah. too. So tell us a little bit. You do hiking, right? So tell us a story about you hike and, and tell us a story about uh, the you got a little snake bite not too long ago. Tell us a little bit of what's going on with that. Uh, so I what, gotta, how, what happened? I was looking for seeds. For what kind land. of seeds? Uh, it was a, uh, just a, a, a native plant that I was looking for. Uh, actually, it was the uh, uh, snow in the prairie, and I was looking if it was ready. And, and where were you? And I was by myself, and I was walking in the hills out close to uh, Mountain Creek Parkway. And I was it was an open area, and I saw the plant, and I bent over to look at the plant, and something just hit me. Something hit me so hard that I fell. And I thought somebody pushed me and snuck up on me. I was by myself in there. And I turned around. There's nobody around. I went, oh, gosh, I got bit. It's a, it's a snake. <gasps> because it's the only thing that can hit you that hard. And I had snake boots on. I had my snake stick. And there was no rattling or anything. Wow. So I looked around. And I saw uh, the western, the diamond uh, head, the rattlesnake. And, it, and then it started to hit you. You know, they're making that rattling. Oh, Lord. I looked over there. I was a biggie. And I went, oh, you so-and-so. <laughs> and I went, oh, no. And I looked uh, at my knee. I saw the two fang marks on there. And so I started squashing to get a little blood going in my boot. Uh, I didn't want it all in my body, the poison. And then... You squeeze the snake bite to try to get the stuff out or just get blood get, to the area? No. What happens? Get the blood, get the blood out. I mean, yeah. I didn't want the poison right. blood in there. And and it doesn't, since snake venom clogs your blood flow, Yeah, you got to, it keeps it, it wants to keep the venom in there and, and wipe your leg out, right? So what you do is you just, I just started a flow on it. And then I remembered my class that I took from Roger Sanderson. And he said, you had two, at least two and a half hours. You don't have any problem. So you... And as long as you keep your snake bite under your heart, you you up you know don't elevate your leg like mm -hmm. if you get bit in a leg, you have all the time. So I thought, okay, I just go to my car. I went down the hill and got my car. And when you drive, you keep your leg below your heart, right? So there's no problem there. And then I tried to find. I thought about where do I go? But who would have a 
doctor around. I do get a. So you were uh, out. You were out in the in. I was in, the woods. In, in Never Never Land. Never and Never so, Land. So I couldn't call an ambulance up on a hill. I had no address, and so I went for looked for an address, and I preferable with a nurse on duty in case something happened. So I thought of uh, Dallas Baptist University, which was right down on Keys. 288, yeah. And I pulled in there, and they had a gate. And so when they came out, I said, would you help me to get in? Because I don't have a code. I said, I got bit by a snake, and do you have a nurse? Oh, yeah, ma'am. And they went right in. And they were, and what there was the nurse and, and, and a police officer, and they were wonderful. So what do they do from there when you uh, get into the they nurse? They called the ambulance. Oh. But then That's, what kind of treatment do they do? They inject you with the anti-venom? No. They don't do that? No. They suck no, out they the venom? No, they do nothing. They, they, they just watch you. Oh, that's it? That's watch you. Keep your leg low and, you, and, and wait for the ambulance. That's but about all you can do. some snakes, you need to, to have the, the anti-venom. Well, they, they... Well, let's go back for a second because you got bitten. You got, then the ambulance picked you up and you went to the hospital. That's when we saw the story. That's correct. So... When you were you you were at the hospital because you were sick. What do you mean you saw the story? Her son posted the story. Oh, I thought you made the news or something. No, okay, no, the, she that posted came the later. story. That came okay. later. So, uh, so, so you, so you, so you went to the hospital. Yes, I went to the hospital. I was not really sick until I got to the hospital. Uh, it just took time. It takes time to for the venom to go through what you. What did you feel like? Did you get uh, like vomit or? Well, well, I thought I was dead. Oh, mm-hmm. I really did. Yeah, I, I I remember laying there, and every part of your body—you know how all your body fluids leave you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you have no control. <laughs> and I went, "Oh, that's not too bad." I thought a rattlesnake bite—that's quick. You don't suffer, right? That's what I thought. And then uh, they didn't let it happen, so. <laughs> Uh, they started. I think they got the anti-snake venom. I don't know if they had it at the at the hospital or if they got it, but they took me to Parkland because they had a lot on, a lot more anti-snake venom on, on uh, there, and I got ended up at Parkland. How long were you? Because you were. I know the story from what your son posted was that you were having a difficult time. The venom had started moving. Oh yes, it did. But but I don't remember anything. I mean, I was knocked out. Which How is, long were you in the hospital for? Oh, uh, I was in the ER. I, I left on the third day. On oh, the third day, yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel now? Because the venom does travel. I was reading about. The, I still uh, have. Uh, I, it kills your tissues. My tissue. Uh, I would say my my skin is the most affected of all. Uh, I, I just now start using face cream. Everything gives you a rash. <laughs> it's just. It's a it's the largest organ we have, and the anti snake venom is what does the damage, not the snake, the venom. Oh wow! Wow, that's why they did don't it want hurt? you to have it right away. They only if you have to. Did it hurt? It was a painful the the bite or did uh, it hurt? Actually, the biting itself, I was real surprised. It's the first thing I thought. God, it, snake bite doesn't hurt when they bite you. You know, you think like a dog. Mm-hmm. It hurts. Yeah, but it didn't. And um, in the hospital when I woke up, it, they were drawing the lines around the, how big the, where the venom was, they draw it with the ink. And they said to me, do you need a morphium? And I said, I, I said, why would I need morphium? <laughs> and they said, well, uh, your indicator, I said, it only hurts when I move my leg. I will not move my leg. And so that was it. I had no, I needed nothing. So do you have scars from where the bites are? Oh, yes. 
They're big. They they are. Uh, uh, you probably saw my son's picture. The picture you could put a a fist in in the hole. What? Yes, yes. Very. I mean, th- the snake bites are very dangerous. Oh, you were very me. blessed that you you were able. You knew what to do. They eat the tissue. They, but what is the what is the purpose of a rattlesnake? What good does it do? Uh, actually, it is says that the meek shall inherit the earth, and this is going to be one of the meek ones. Let me show you. It won't be us. But what does it do? I know, like some like of the snakes eat rats, and they are part of. They are wonderful balance. I mean, they well, how are, are they a wonderful balance? Do they try to take your leg off. Well, but you see, if uh, every critter has a reason to be here, everything, and if we eliminate one, we eliminate all. But I think if we eliminate rattlesnakes, it'll be fine. No. No, I, I think there's nothing wrong with the snake. He didn't do anything wrong. So tell us, I know we're running out of time for this segment, but I know that there's like a trick and there's a, a page on Facebook. It's like North Texas snake identifying, blah, blah, blah. But if it's a diamond head and it's well, something, it's bad. What is the... What what it is the one, I think, I don't think it's the most dangerous. It said more people die from it because of the amount of venom. It's a big snake. And water moccasins. What is the point of those too? Well, when you go I mean, they keep you fast. That's so, for sure. It, it eats things. That I became Michael Phelps when I saw one one time. Actually, everything balances everything. Well, well I'm, I'm sorry that you went through that, but I'm glad that you still have all your parts and everything's oh, good. Oh, so am I. But one of the funniest things is she took a class about snake bites. Know. And that's, yeah. you know, who would take a class? How long ago did you take that class? Uh, it was like the year or two before that. Imagine. It was an a training class, an AT class, advanced training class from the North Texas, for the Massachusetts Naturalist. I got my hour, tra- you have to get training hours every year. And I love snakes. I handle them. I just like oh them. Oh, my gosh. And they are, they are, actually snakes are primitive, and I think people need to respect that. They, are, <laughs> they do not make pets. Uh, so we're having an exciting evening talking today about snake bites. Ooh, I remember when I was growing up, they used to have a, a snake uh, at the zoo in San Antonio. Uh, we used to have a lot of neighbors go to the snake to eat snake steak. Have you ever heard of that? Snake snake. Steaks. Snake steak. Snake steak. That they is... used to have in San Antonio well, Zoo. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. No. Uh, I would say... It's probably the cleanest it's a delicacy. Thing you have. Yeah, the, I I have some childhood issues. For some reason, when I was little, I used to have this reoccurring dream that a snake, a big snake, came into the house and killed my grandfather that I never met. This was it, it's some <laughs> weird psychological thing, and I hate snakes. I don't like snakes. I at found all. a little gardener snake in the um, in the pool, and I thought that thing was an anaconda. I was I sent I sent a picture out to my husband and I was like there is the ginor he came home and the thing was this big it was like six inches you know but I just I don't like them well well I'm glad you made it through I, I'm so glad and I think we lived on the lake and we had snakes come and I I just don't like that kind of stuff oh you all. know what the um what's the whole issue down in Florida where they have the pythons like uh, somebody had a pet and they the thing dumped over and now they keep reproducing yeah, and they, they 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 hire hunters to go down and. And kill them off because those are extremely evasive. We don't need those snakes down there. Well, actually, they are they are not in the right place. Right. They they don't belong there. They don't belong. They need to go. Uh, what happened on that? I didn't hear so about you, that. So they, they bring hunters because it's a, during a season where it's not deer or turkey, and they encourage the hunters to come down, and they pay per snake. Oh. The state of Florida pays uh, for whatever they get as their amount, whatever. Oh. I well, just, I don't think snakes should be ever be become uh, like a... Like a Puppy pet. or dog, no. pet. It should not be uh, because they're 
they can reproduce like this. I mean, I, I've seen well, it. I was reading on the reproduction of it's, a snake. It, and it's all about balance and it's all about nature. Why are you going to put like a coyote inside of your house? Did you say not. a coyote? Coyote. Coyote. It's a coyote. Did you guys see the thing where that lady thought that she had found a stray dog? Yes. And it was in her passenger seat and it was actually a coyote and it had big fangs sticking <laughs> out. And she sent it to her husband and she was like, that, he's like, that's not a dog. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, oh, this is why goodness. you need to go class, to do classes to the, and to the understand classes the nature. About that. So tell us a little bit about, so now you were, you were in the process of telling us about the Bannon and how, what they treated you with. So Parkland, I was just reading, Parkland is one of the very best hospitals there is for vet and uh, care. So you have very good doctors. I had wonderful doctors and a wonderful care. Actually, the, that, that it was exceptional. That's all I can say. And, and um, if I'm having an accident, I'll be at Parkland. Uh, I want to tell you, my husband, uh, I think Parkland is one of the greatest. A couple of four years ago, uh, he was on a saw. He, he saw his fingers off. On, of his hand and they flew him to Parkland from the house and they they were amazing to the work that they did I mean they were just an amazing hospital they got sewn back on and everything was no, fine no they couldn't do it he, he they but they were amazing how they reconstructed his hand so Parkland is very very good you always hear it's a it's a county hospital but it's one of the very best so, yeah they oh, have really good burn, burn gunshot yeah, units yeah, all yeah, that very good it, unit I, well look was, at you we're we're listening to you and you, uh, but, it was you know exceptional I have to say that uh the ER on the bottom, they have two kind of ERs, one in the, where you go in the first day and everything is loud and you hear all the crying and, you know, mm-hmm. people and all. And then they moved me a few floors up the new ER. Which is beautiful, it, yeah. It's very real nice. quiet there. Quiet, and yeah. you, uh, and I mean, you have wonderful care. Uh, I would say that they have the anti-snake venom, which is a very expensive item and a very short sh- a shelf life. So they're limited on... Which hospital has it? Right. I was reading Parkland and, Hospital and is Parkland one of the top has hospitals. It. Uh, and I don't think I could have been any luckier than that. I mean, they're close to it. They Well, you're lucky. You're you're sitting here with us. I mean, what yes. what can we say? That's uh, they, they, I don't know if, uh, I think they send one vial or something to start the transfusion for the transport. So the doctor said, he said, that probably saved your life. Wow. That just got started uh, on the trip on the way. And so, I mean, I don't know. I could never complain. Those two young doctors that drew lines around uh, how far the venom had gotten, and they had an ink pen, and they put a date, date of the doctor, 1925 or something on it, of a man who, I guess, invented this the, the, thing. Uh, the venom, the medicine. The, anti- uh-huh. the venom. And uh, so when I woke up, I saw him drawing all around my leg, and it went all the way up toward the hip. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, <laughs> uh, oh, she talks. <laughs> and, and, and I said, well, uh, he said, we're marking how far we think the venom has gotten. Mm. And I have to say that a couple of days later when everything turned dark and black, it was just about that. It was perfectly outlined. I mean, it was incredible. Wow. They were toxolo- studied toxology. They were wonderful doctors. Well, I'm. And you know, in Brazil, we have it's called the uh, Institute Butantan is the one of the biggest uh, immunologicals and biopharmaceuticals producer in the world. So he is the one that does all the 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 vaccines for the the snakes and lizards, sp- spiders, insects, scorpions. So we 
was established in Brazil in 191901, so more than... 1901. Yes, 1901, and uh, sends all these pharmaceuticals to all over the world, so... So they well, well maybe you got that maybe you from got Brazil. Brazil. And we have a, a, a island in Brazil. It's called the Island of Snakes. Oh my god. Yes. Well, but that is monitored by this institute and mm -hmm. and a lot of institutes in the world, so they they go there just to get the snakes to produce the you know medicine. The, the medicine. Mm -hmm. And uh I mean, thank God for that. Well the other amazing thing is you got out of the hospital and you started volunteering again. Yes. Right? And so, uh, I mean, it was a week. A week I took later. A week later. Mm -hmm. I could limp along. And uh, and I had very baggy pants because the leg was still <laughs> swollen. I mean, nothing fit. They just had to cut everything off. So, uh, but, uh, but I have to say that I, I did expect it worse. Well, you, you did. I you have did to say good. that. I, it, it It was not like I didn't have agony. I just had, they couldn't move my leg. I rested it up. And then once I started hobbling around, and then I found out that you can walk a stairs just fine. Well, you're and, just, you're a strong person. So would you say to, because I want to make sure you don't downplay it because it was something very, very it dangerous. Was. Yes. And I know you're very strong, but you know, if you find, I think if a snake bit me, I would be gone because I wouldn't know what to do or, How to do it? I would panic. Wouldn't you I would, panic? I, I would, would chop its head well, off. Yeah, that's if you have time to chop their I heads. Would I would find time. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I, She said you have two and a half hours if you keep everything below the body. Well, yeah, but if the snake, that's that's your chop. venom. I mean, when the snake goes in there, did you get to see the snake? Oh yes. How long did it stay by your side? Uh, it was uh, the snake was about four four. It was behind a log. That's why I didn't see it. It was they were doing a, a building a road. Uh -huh. And they had piled debris. And so the snake was hiding there because I, like I said, I had a snake stick and everything checking for him and didn't rattle. And I looked over and it was a very, very big, thick old snake. And then in September, okay. by end of September and October, they start going toward the winter morph. And so they need a lot of food. Oh. So all they do is focus on blood. They don't see you. They focus, all they can see is the pulsing of blood mm. and they just go after it. Well, you're a very strong lady and thank you so much for your volunteer. And I understand you just received uh, the uh, President's Award, uh, pres Volunteer President Award. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Uh, the Tell Dallas us about Park that. Department had uh, nominated me for that and I'm very honored with that because there are so many people that I know that in the park that do 10 times more than I do. And... It surprised me, and I wish the Dallas Park Department would get a bigger budget. Oh, uh, oh well, would, you got to go and fight it with the with the uh, city really council. I wish they 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 rely on volunteers. Uh, you can, if you want to volunteer, volunteer in the parks. Uh, it is it's a park is a reflection of a soul of a city. That's right, and I love if that. that's what we have, what those people do with the little money they have is incredible. But my, we're not shining yet. We are not what I expect a, a wonderful city would furnish. We have a riverfront that should be naturalized into the most beautiful thing. It always gets delayed and always later, and everything gets stuck and nothing gets done. You're a great advocate. And, you and, should be out there at and the I, city. I mean, 
we need a plan for our children. We need to, instead of building roads and doing, and having the most lit city in the world, which I don't think is anything to brag about, uh, we should fix our parks and our nature areas and educate people about them. That's an amazing thing. You know, I, I'm not an outside person, so but I understand, I, I can imagine. I, I volunteer a lot, but I don't do grass and things like I just don't like it. But I, I really admire people that do that. And I've been out there sometimes picking up trash with, with the uh, rotary, with, with the Rotarians. So we do and clean up some of the parks. But you're right. The parks are the, the um, they're like your eyes. They're the eyes of your soul. Mm-hmm. And, and it, that's, is. it is. So yeah. it's very important. Well, you have done an amazing part of the city. So tell us a little bit about what, with the other award, you got the letter, but you also got another award. What was that award for? The one you you got a picture with your award, two awards. Which, well, they actually were. I got four, right? Local park medal. Uh-huh. I got two medals. Medals. My gosh, I had medals. <laughs> and so, uh, because the medals let's just give you pins, right? So you get little dragonflies. But um, they well, one was for the park department award. Uh, the other one was. Uh, the president, I got four things. I got a framed. It, it was excessive. <laughs> it was excessive. Well, you're an amazing lady, and we appreciate you being here today, tonight. Thank and, you so and, much. Uh, thank you so we much. We learned so much. I learned so mm-hmm. much. I mean, just yeah. sitting here listening. I think I think that promoting uh, the organization is very important. I think that giving out the information has been really good because many people, especially seniors, they need to probably do a little bit of this volunteering because mm-hmm. it helps you in your brain also, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it keeps your mind uh, flexible. Your mind is only as flexible as your spine. And so move, move your spine, move your body and get out there. And there's, a, and, and the young people are nothing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you yeah. have an amazing, you can, you can tell that you hike and that you work out a lot. I'm a yogi. You're, yoga. Right? I'm a oh, yogi. Yoga. I saw 1976 and I have never stopped. Wow. You see, here mm-hmm. we are. So we can look forward and, to that. And this is, uh, this was Marilyn. That's the first thing she said. If, if you get a, if you were get a car when you're 16 years old and you never, ever get another car, that's the allotment. What would you do with that car? You take care of it. How many bodies are you going to get? Right. One. One. And I never forgot it. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being here tonight, Mrs. Bristow, and we really appreciate it, and I hope that we get to come back again on the next award you get. Courtney, what do you think? I think it was a great show. I still, you haven't changed my mind about the whole snake thing, but I'm glad that you're okay. Um, I do want to bring up a couple things. If you're looking to advertise, want to sponsor the show, want to be a part of the show, please reach out to us on our website, Alexander and Friends. Like us on Facebook. All of our podcasts for prior episodes are outlined on our Facebook page as well as our beautiful new website. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you so much for being here this evening, Courtney and V. Yeah, we are going to be back next week. And I know that Alexandra is really excited. It's going to be an amazing show honoring our uh, men and women in the military. In the military. Memorial Day. Giving their life for us. Thank you again. Have a wonderful evening and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, the podcast. Reach out to us on Facebook at Alexandra and Friends or write us an email, alexandraandfriends660 at gmail.com. Be sure to mark us as one of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode.